Ciao, Ni Hao, Yasu, Bonjour, Guten Tag. My name is Lydia, and I'm your host of the Global Travel Junkie podcast, where we'll discover new luxury destinations and experiences together. So let's get started and meet today's guest. Hi, everyone. It's Lydia with the Global Travel Junkie podcast and YouTube channel. And today I'm excited to introduce you to our next guest. I'm here with Linda Mueller. Hi, Linda. Hi. It's so good to have you. And you guys, we just chatted for a little bit because we were getting to know each other. And I'm so excited for y'all to get to know a little bit more about Linda and the places that she's gone and the special place that she's picked to talk to us today about. So without further conversation, I'm going to just ask Linda to introduce herself to the audience and just go back a little bit. Like we want to get to know you. So you have the microphone. Go ahead. Sure. Great. Thanks for the opportunity. Um, Well, as you said, my name is Linda Mueller, and I have lived overseas quite a bit during my adult life, which is interesting because I was raised in the suburbs of Philadelphia with two younger brothers, and my parents were from Pennsylvania, never had aspirations to travel. Um, So I think, you know, we would go to the beach every once in a while, and our big family trip was to Epcot, where I went to the international showcase and thought, oh my gosh, this is living life. <laughs> Excuse me. But I re- always read a lot and just was super curious about the greater world out there. So as a student, every chance I had to study abroad, I did. So I went to the Netherlands when I was in high school, but just for a summer. And then I went to France for a semester in undergrad. And then in grad school, when I was in my late 20s, I even studied abroad in Norway then. Um, wow. And so Every time I went away, I thought, oh, is this going to be the only time I ever go overseas? Because everyone around me that I was raised near, like, that's what they did. They had their, like, one big international trip, and then they hunkered down and worked and lived their lives. So I didn't want that to be the case for me. So I always studied international business. And in my 20s, I traveled a lot around the U.S. because I was working in government relations on the state level, and I was just traveling to like not really hot spots because like the capitals of the states aren't always amazing. But it's still, <laughs> it's still an, a new location, right? And it's an adventure. Exactly. Um, so anyway, then I went back to business school and I was so excited because I was able to get a job with a large global company that allowed me to start traveling internationally right away. So I was literally going on these two and three week trips, staying over the weekends when I'd have free time exploring Asia and Europe. And I even was able to go to South America once or twice. I mean, it was a great experience. Um, and my job was actually my identity. So this was merging my two passions. Like yeah, having, your life. Right. Like I was climbing the corporate ladder and I was traveling internationally. And despite all of that, I still managed to meet a really nice guy. And we got married and we both had our careers. And one day he came home and he said, what do you think about moving to Tokyo for my job? <laughs> and I always tell people I'm like that emoji where the head's exploding. Yeah. Because... And it's probably before remote work was a big deal, right? Oh, a hundred percent. So long story short, I was able to get a leave of absence from my company and we went to Japan and we lived there for three and a half years. And I did my corporate thing, but I also sort of evolved into doing some business coaching and I, really started to realize there was more to life than just working with a little bit of travel mixed in. And so 
then all of a sudden we moved back to the US and over the course of, I think it was 13 years, my husband and I, and then we had a, a child, the three of us started moving. We made seven international relocations over 13 years. So that we were, is amazing. It, amazing or insane. I mean, it depends on the day and how I'm feeling about it. But, but I mean, um, wasn't each time like just a new adrenaline like rush? Like were y'all excited about what you were going to find when you go there? And it, there's even complications and struggles, right? But those even get worked out, right? For sure. I mean, I wouldn't trade it for a thing. I mean, the amount of the number of people we met, the places we saw, and it's different seeing things when you live in a place versus when you're just visiting. So, I mean, those, I wouldn't trade those experiences, but you just set me up to say over that time, I evolved from a business coach to a life coach for international women, because as you said, there are challenges and on people's social media, it might look like they're just on vacation doing this and that, but there are a lot of challenges that you face when you're living overseas. So I decided to there's a lot of business coaches out there. I decided to become a life coach for international women to help them adapt and to enjoy their experience more quickly and easily than perhaps I did at times. But anyway, we lived in Tokyo twice. My daughter was born in Tokyo the six weeks after we moved back the second time. Wow. Um, we lived in Abu Dhabi and we lived in London. And since 2012, Chicago has been our family's home base in the US. So we've kind of pinged in and out of here. So in a way we had the best of both worlds because we had a, a place to stay here and to call home while we were traveling and, and moving overseas. So, um, so frequently, but because of that, I had, ideal. It, it really, it was, it was a choice that we made for very specific reasons. Um, and it was very fortunate because when we ended up repatriating in 2017, we had a home to go to. So it was a much easier repatriation than um, it would have been if we didn't have a house waiting for us. Yeah. Um, but over the course of all of that, we've had a chance to go to a lot of different places and learn from the local people, learn about the customs and see some amazing sites. So I feel really, really honored to have been able to do that and to continue to do so when, when possible. You know, while we're talking about you and we're going to get into our special luxury destination in a second, what are some aspects about those places that you've been that like pop up? Like, for instance, you know, you lived in Japan. Like, what would you just tell people who've never been or have never been curious to go? Like, why would why should they be curious to go to Japan? Or, you know, what did you think about it? Well, I think the biggest reason to go is that when you get off the plane or whatever mode of transportation you use to get there, you are in a world, if you're American, in a world that is so different than anything you can imagine, because you are, I mean, if you read and speak English, you can't speak the local language and you can't even read the signs on the yeah, wall. Yeah, they don't because, cater to that, right? They're not catering yeah. to tourists or anything in that regard, right? Well, they, they have a lot more. We moved there the first time in 2004, and there was not a lot of English in certain places. But since, you know, there was the Olympics a few years ago, we were <clears> last <throat> there in 2019, right before COVID. And we noticed that there was a lot more English. Okay. But what I'll, what I'll add to that is that even if you can't speak the language or, or speak or read the language, the Japanese people are so kind and so helpful. I mean, in the old days, pre-iPhone, I would be standing on the street with my little paper map book and looking confused and somebody would walk up to me and 
without speaking the same language, I would point to where I was trying to go. And I've had, there were times when I had people walk 10 blocks out of their way to deposit me where I needed to be. So it's a very safe country and you don't have to worry about a thing. Like you will find your way and people will help you. And it's just a beautiful experience. I mean, there's a lot to see and the food is spectacular from the little joint on the corner all the way up to the finest dining in the world. Like it's amazing. And I just, Oh, I hope more and more people can go and experience it. And yeah. if you do DM me because I have a little sheet. I've had so many people ask me for Tokyo advice that I put together a little sheet with like a sample itinerary and like all the hot spots of what to see. So anyway, oh, I'm always happy to, to share that with people. That's great. Okay. And you just mentioned that you went to, or did you live in Abu Dhabi or you just went there? We lived there for, okay. we thought it was going to be five years, but my husband took another job un, um, unexpectedly. So we were only there about a year and a half, but we lived in Abu Dhabi. What was that like? Was it just a lot of sand? I mean, you know, what? it's not I, now, right? It's a lot of cement. It is definitely a lot of sand and a lot of development. So um, it, we went in a little bit naive, I think. It's a very unique um, environment in that, you know, the country, I remember we used to drive around and the signs were like, Abu Dhabi is 40 years old or 45 years old. And I would think, oh, wow, even Abu Dhabi's younger than I am. I mean, it, they really, before they discovered oil, it was a very undeveloped part of the world. So everything is very new and kind of glitzy and whatnot. Modern, glistening. Modern. But in Abu Dhabi, their their goal was to really become like the cultural hub of the country. So the Louvre um, was opening up an outpost there. Wow. So very um, international, right? Because they were expecting a lot of people from all over. And also for the local citizens. So for example, Cleveland Clinic opened up an outpost there because they wanted to have a really excellent medical system for their local people. And also like the Sorbonne and NYU opened up outposts there so that the people can get educated. So there's a lot of these big named high quality um, organizations that are opening up in Abu Dhabi. Whereas Dubai, which a lot of people have heard of maybe more, is a lot more of the entertainment hub of of the country. I worked in like 2008 to 2016. I worked for a um, green restaurant. And I mean, I was like the marketing director and there was like a king, you know, I, I live in Houston. So all the people come to MD Anderson for the best cancer care so there was like a king or something who came and ate at our restaurant and they loved it so much that they were like well you will pay for y'all to come and set one up and I don't think it was Abu Dhabi I think it was Dubai but anyway it was just kind of funny like let's just do it right here in the United States before we go that far (laughs) but it's funny I mean like people are willing to pay for all the best things in their, you know, area, you know, that's what, when you're talking like that, that's what it reminds me of. It's like if the Cleveland clinic, well, somebody paid a pretty penny to get them to go open up over there. Right. Very <laughs> yeah. Good. So that's fun. That's exciting. Is there any other places that you want to mention before we move on to the destination of conversation? Like have you, sp- you said the Netherlands and, um, France, you know, like, have you spent much time in Southern Europe, you know, like Italy or Greece or? I have, you know, when I lived in France, uh, when I was a student, I, like my goal was to hit as many countries as possible. So I did it, you know, like backpacking level travel. 
And it was amazing because I've been through most of Europe that mm -hmm. way, seeing all of the big sites. So which what is fun now is to go back and do more of my current mode of transportation or mode of uh, travel is more slow travel and really, you know, enjoying, not trying to just tick things off the list. And so right. It's been fun Cover now. geography. Yeah. It's been so fun to go back and just spend time places and like get to know them like a little bit more, like on a more detailed level versus trying to see, like seeing places on a deeper level versus just seeing as many places as possible. So um, when we were in London, we were able to travel much more easily in Europe. So we, we saw a few places um, that way. We went to yeah. Greece for my husband's, we had a big birthday while we were there. So we went to Greece and really Aww. it's beautiful. So I'm, I'm ready to, I love Greece. I'm yeah, ready to went, start traveling again. What Island did you go to? Well, we actually went to a resort that was in the Peloponnese. So it was, um, yeah, it was just a very, very special place that was isolated and we didn't mm -hmm. I, I did the we'll go back next time and hit more of the islands but we were just sort of facing ourselves at a resort and just enjoying the uh quality time there when we went I was a student when I went there too and uh, I went twice we went for spring break and we flew and then in May which was not spring break but the end of our semester we did the, the travel thing all through Europe and then the Greece was the last stop and we stayed in a hotel on Santorini. I mean, again, I'm 21. Okay. So we stayed at, we're looking for the cheapest place to stay. We found a place that was, I think, $6 a night. This was oh, wow. in 1990. And it was May. So it was off season. The tourists hadn't come yet. And so the man was resurfacing his cement on his hotel steps or whatever. And he let me write my name in the cement, Lydia 90. <laughs> so I've always wondered if he kept it there, you know, so I've always wanted to go back like 35 years later and check it out, go to try to find him. I don't know if I can find that guy. I so, love that. Yeah, I know. I have all these like memories in my head. I mean, that's one thing. Okay. So in wrapping up your introduction, I want to just bring what you and I were talking about is that our conversation together today, we both want to inspire other people to get out there and travel and travel if you can, like if you're questioning like, oh, I really want to go somewhere, we would say just do it, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah, because um, whereas Linda has had an opportunity to do a lot in the first half of her life, I had to put mine on hold between, um, it was like 35. And so for the last like 15 years, I've really had to put things on hold, but I'm gearing up to go explore a lot of these countries that we're talking about in that third half of my life. And so I just want to encourage everyone, do it now, do it while you're young. Don't quit. You don't even know if you have tomorrow. So go live it. Right. For sure. Yeah. yeah. There's so much to see near and far. I know. I know. So that's one of the fascinating things that when I got to know you through your other podcast you did, um, I had so much admiration for the courage that you had. I mean, a lot of people don't realize how much courage it takes to do the things that you did, you know, with your family. And then you were telling me you were you know, like you were pregnant in another country. I mean, that's a big deal, <laughs> right? Doctor visits and stuff like, you know, you don't know how they do it, you know, it's yeah. like what your expectations are. So um, was there anything else you we'll talk about how people can get to 
find you later in the podcast. But is there anything else you want to share before we dive in and talk about our subject matter? Oh, we could talk about travel and different countries forever. So why don't we just jump right into yeah, what we're talking so, about? Yes. Yeah, so I asked Linda if she would pick a place that she found uh, very exciting and special that was luxury that we could talk about today. So I'm going to let her introduce the place to you. And then I'm just going to ask questions because I don't know anything about it. So I like to come to these with mystery and curiosity myself. Sure. So a few months ago, I had the extreme privilege to go to Miraval Berkshire's um, Miraval is a, a resort uh, spa that has several locations around the country and they're expanding. So I'm sure they're going to be popping up in other places. Um, but I met a friend of mine who has been a dear friend for 20 plus years. But, you know, life gets busy. We used to work together and life gets busy. We live in two different places. So we've tried to get together once a year and reconnect. And this year we were lucky to do it at a, a destination spa resort a great one yeah it's uh it's so where's it at? where's it located so it's in the berkshires um you can fly into albany or to hartford connecticut and it's about a little bit like an hour hour and a half from both of those airports you can also it's very close though you can um drive from boston or take a train from new york it's not that far okay so for people who don't know those names like you just said it's in the Berkshire. So where is the Berkshire? So what state is it like addressed in? So it's in Massachusetts. Okay. And historically, it's sort of like late 1800s, early 1900s, a lot of the industrial and banking magnets were building um, places for their wives in this woodsy, it's part of the Appalachian Trail. Oh, so in this woodsy area, it's stunning. Um, uh, and what's really cool about it is in addition to these beautiful mansions, you can see one behind me. Um, in addition to these mansions that were built, there was also a lot of really artsy people who were spending time in the area. So you had this commingling of these business people and these art artsy people, like really famous, like Edith Wharton had a house there. I think Herman Melville spent some time there. Um, and it's still an artsy area. Tanglewood, which is a famous music venue that a lot of people have heard of, has a festival every summer. And James Taylor plays there over the 4th of July. So it really brings in a lot of people that support the arts. Yeah, that's exciting. And the weather's probably good in the summer over there, right? Mm -hmm. it's Very a, nice. It's considered it, northeast. Oh, yeah. Northeast, right? Right. And the fall is stunning when the leaves start changing. You've got the hills and valleys and then all the colors that pop up. It's really a beautiful area. So why did you pick, had you ever been here before? Why did you pick this place? What What was your draw? Well, it was two reasons. One, my friend was able to drive there and she is still working in a corporate job. So we really wanted to maximize the time that we could be together. Mm -hmm. um, that was one reason. And then the second reason is that Miraval just has a really great reputation for being a wellness center and as a life coach, I really like being able to do the personal development type things in addition to the wellness. Um, it was, if I remember correctly, it was started by a gentleman who had gone through rehab. And so when he created this resort, he really did it with the whole person in mind. So it's not, there are amazing exercise and physical, like they've got a ropes course and a climbing wall and horse activities, like a lot of physical things. But there's also a really strong personal development and well-being um, aspect to the resort. So 
So I think yeah. it's really all encompassing when it comes you're to not, you're not just laying at a pool trying to read a book. You're they're inspiring you to go deeper, go inward, right? right. But what's great yeah. about it is that you can do that. There's something for everyone. Like you can go there and choose to just sit by the pool and read a book and in, in these beautiful, peaceful surroundings. You could go and do intense workouts every day. It's like really, <laughs> my friend was on a very different, you pre-schedule things. So you pick your itinerary before you go. And my friend really, like after working so much and sitting behind a desk was like, I just really want to work out a lot and get yeah, move her body. Yeah. And I like to work out, but I do more gentle type workout things. And I do a lot of the personal development and we both, well, of course we both enjoyed doing the spa together. So we would usually do that after dinner, which is like sets you up really well for a good night of sleep. So yeah. That was really nice. Wow. That's neat. So how late did the um, spa stay open if it was after dinner? You know, we would have to eat our dinners quite early because the spa okay. did only stay open until I think the last appointments were 7, 7. p.m. Yeah, so the last person's leaving at 8. Right, exactly. And so we would eat an early dinner and then and then go to the spa. And, you know, they would have live music some evenings or some other type of entertainment and or personal development type things. So and yeah. then we would have exercise in the evenings, but it was more like rest, restorative yoga and things that were a little bit more calming. Mm-hmm. So you just mentioned eating. Let's talk about the kinds of food and, you know, the offers and, you know, was it Michelin star or five star or like, what was your experience? What did you think about that? So the way the packages work for the most part is the food is included. So you, when you're booking, it looks, I mean, it is a splurge vacation. I'm not trying to minimize that, but it <laughs> includes your food. And then you usually get some credits for treatments and then, you know, treatments or activities that are charged for, but then there's other ones that are free and included. So it's a, it's a nice mix. And the food is excellent. They have for, they do breakfast, lunch, and dinner in, a, in the restaurant where you're served at breakfast and lunch. They have um, a buffet that you can choose from, but you can also order a la carte. And then they also have a snack bar that's open or really early in the morning through mid-afternoon where you can do grab and go food or get smoothies and things like that. And it's all like very healthy. The menu is marked, you know, what is vegan, what is dairy free. Gluten-free. Exactly. So you can eat really healthy and the food is good, but you know, there's still dessert. It's just a healthier version of the dessert, but it tastes really good. It's not, it's not uh, meant to taste overly healthy. So it's just a really, it's like uh, clean eating, I would say. Yeah. Very and lots of ingredients. natural ingredients, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes when you go to a, a hotel or a resort, they just do this industrialized style, you know, like those powdered eggs and things like that, which I can totally taste. By the way, here's a trick. Order the omelet and you have to get real eggs when they do omelets. <laughs> That's good. That's a great trick. Yeah. yeah, because if you just ask for scrambled eggs, they'll places that have those powdered eggs will use the powdered ones. That's what they're used to doing. But I'm sure at a place like Miraval or the Ritz Carlton, they're not using powdered eggs. So we don't have to deal with that. But um, you know, you can taste that food difference, that quality when, and I'm sure that at Miraval, um, the food quality is just top notch. It's very yeah. good. And they actually have, they source from a lot of the local farms yeah. and they also have their own garden. And you can, one of the things you can do is like a culinary track. So you can go and 
tour the garden and they'll tell you about what they're growing or they keep bees. So you can go and you can see the whole process of making honey. Um, so they have some cooking classes. They actually teach you how to make the food that they're serving in some cases so that you can take the, you know, take the recipes home with you. And like one of the things that I like about Miraval is they're not just trying to get you while you're there. They're trying to help you make changes that will make your overall life much better. Yeah. When you first arrive, they have um, they give you a piece of paper that welcomes you and they talk, they ask you to set an intention for the trip. And then they ask you to write a letter with some prompts to yourself. And if you leave it at the front desk, they'll mail it to you in three months to give you some reminders about what you committed to while you were there. And I just think that's a beautiful little simple thing that they do to really help you integrate what you're learning into your life. Yeah, that actually leads me to that question I told you I wanted to ask, which is, you know, like I said, Oprah always says love is in the details. And so that's an indicator, um, an example of a very specific thing that that resort or hotel does that makes them extra special. So mm -hmm. That is so cool. And that's hard to remember. I mean, what do they have like a file that they have to say, like, here's the three months from now file, because that's hard to manage daily mm -hmm. letters, right? So was there anything else similar to that? Because that's a great example of doing something unique and special. Is there anything else that comes to mind? It starts the minute you book because they basically will reach out to you and say it's really important to book your spa services early and your the class the classes like basically everything you do has to be scheduled and then there's a cancellation policy just to make sure you're getting the classes that you want mm -hmm. and you you get assigned to an advisor and they will answer all of your questions like they're online there's descriptions of all the services and the classes and whatnot but a lot of times we have questions of well what does this actually mean what am I getting. And what I found was there's group sessions and private sessions for some of the offerings. And at one point I wanted to do a private session on one thing and they said, oh, the person that does that's not in, but let me call her and see. And then they got back in touch with me and they said, oh, she said she'd be glad to come in and do the service for you. So they really try to make it work for you and they make it as individualized as possible. So I always appreciated that, you know, even in the restaurant, they don't act bothered if you say, oh, <laughs> I can't have gluten. Can you just make sure there's no gluten in this? Like they're always very happy to accommodate, which is how I think they've built their reputation. Yeah. And, you know, I always feel like if you're in the hospitality business and industry, then that's an expectation because especially people are paying, you know, their hard earned money to come spend it with you, you know? Right. And so like, I love companies that take seriously service, right? Mm -hmm. So I love that you're acknowledging them for that. And I hope that they see this episode so they can see, you know, your wonderful experience and review. And it's, it matters the staff, you know, it's all about the staff, right? Because they're right. an extension of the brand. So they have to represent the brand. And um, I've, you know, you mentioned Miraval. I've heard about Miravals in Arizona. And mm -hmm. I know that in Austin, there's a really mm -hmm. big Miraval resort. Have you, have you ever been to that one? Do you go to other Miravals? I have been um, since COVID. I've been using 
these spas as places to meet up with friends. Yeah. Um, so I have been to um, yeah. those other two yeah. locations. Well, may have to do another episode. <laughs> You'll be our Miraval ambassador. I love it. <laughs> exactly. So uh, Linda's for experiential opportunities. So Miraval, if you're hearing this, <laughs> reach out to her. So um, I'm just joking, but, um, but serious. So let's see. I want to know about like an experience you had maybe at one of these services that you signed up for. Did anything, you know, was there anything exciting you wanted to tell us about? Like, I mean, I don't even know what you did. So, you know, tell us, is there anything you did that you think is like something to share? You know, there's a treatment that a friend of mine had recommended to me and I, it was called the ginger healer. And the whole experience was amazing because walking the time, from the time you walk into the spa, you walk down this hallway and there's this lit wall in the back and it's just so Zen feeling. You can hear water trickling and then you enter the spa and someone greets you and gives you a towel and shows you your locker. So like from the minute you walk in there and check in, it's just a relaxing experience they have the products that you can use in there. Um, there's a lovely waiting area. They have, you know, the steam room and the sauna and the plunge pools. And so you can go early and relax. But then, so by time, I'm already relaxed by the time I get into the treatment. <laughs> but what's amazing, and I think Miraval treats its staff really well, because everybody that I interacted with there had obviously tried several of the treatments and classes. So they could really speak firsthand to you about what you to expect and smart. And yeah, mm -hmm. it's amazing. Um, and they all just seem to like working there, which I think is beautiful to see. But um, this treatment, the what they will walk through the treatment with you and make sure you're comfortable with everything they're going to do. And it was a scrub and a massage. Um, I think that was basically it. But there's all these extra things they're always doing to like make sure you're comfortable. But it was just a very relaxing. I'm like a big, big fan of ginger. So I was very happy to experience that from a body scrub and massage perspective. Yeah. And, and helping was, with inflammation for sure. Right. And I tend to do deep tissue massages when I go for them, like just in my normal life, because I have back issues and that's one way I um, try to manage them. So this was more of a relaxation massage, which just felt so luxurious because it was not that real deep tissue, like working out the knots. So at the end, I left there feeling as good as I could remember feeling in a long time, just very relaxed, went back to my room, had an amazing night of sleep. And it's, you know, it was just a great way to close out that first day that I had arrived. And so I think from my experience with their spa treatments, they always try to make them a little extra special. And it's really hard to define exactly what it is, but I think it's the combination of the facility the way you're treated, and then the actual service itself. I mean, the person that treats you is always waiting afterwards to say, you know, how, how was it for you? Here's a glass of water. Here's what you should do tonight. I mean, it was, it's all very that. beautiful. I love, I love that. So did you leave the property at all? Or did you stay there the whole time? Um, I left for a hike. Okay. So that's one thing. So there are activities that you can do in the area. but and Yeah, tell us you. about the grounds and what you can do outside. So the grounds are stunning. It's, um, as you can see behind me, it's an old mansion that was built back in the day. So that's a beautiful um, facility. And on the other side of the mansion, you're looking down 
into a valley and you can see mountains in the background. I mean, it's absolutely stunning. Um, so you can spend time on the grounds. I did a grounding, speaking of grounds, oh, a grounding I love class, that. which I had never done before. And we basically took our shoes and socks off and stood on the earth. And we were standing there while the leader was explaining to us what grounding what was, was mm-hmm. and what the benefits are. And we were looking out and it was early in the morning. I think it was seven o'clock. So we were, you know, as the day was breaking, we were looking out over these beautiful mountains. And one thing that I really like about Miraval is that they, a lot of the classes are just bringing us back to the simplicity. You know, I did a circadian rhythm class, um, a, a functional exercise class. Like all of these are just, it's not the fancy branded this and that. It's like, what can we do that's free or natural to just make ourselves healthier and happier and, and all of that. So um, I did a um, a walking, I forget what they called it. So basically it was, it was billed as a grounds tour, but the gentleman that took us actually had us walk through a, the, a labyrinth and stack the stones, which are called, I never know how to pronounce it, cairns, cairns. They're the stones that you'll see that mark paths on hikes, but it's a real um, peaceful. Meditative. Ritual, meditative to like pick your stones and stack them. Um, and he really, he had a bank, they have a, a very large gong and he had to set an intention oh, I love and then that. bang the gong with this huge mallet and then feel the waves of the sound going through all the of us. Vibration. And going, yes. Yes. And going, and that's very healing. Very. And so everything, I feel like everything that they offer, like I thought, oh, I'm just going to get a little tour of the grounds. Well, it was a tour of the grounds. He explained to us who built the mansion in the first place. He showed us some special spots, but there was that meditative part of it that made it even more meaningful. Oh, I love this place already. I mean, I go to a gong event um, probably every third month at a tea shop here. And the guy has like 12 gongs and it's just sound vibration all throughout your body. For people who don't understand what we're talking about, our bodies are what, what is it? 96% water or 98% water or something. Mm -hmm. And if you have ever seen, you know, here's a water bottle when you, you know, have a, you can actually hit a Hertz thing and it'll shake the water inside this bottle. And that's exactly what happens in your body. And I had a shoulder injury and after doing the gongs, my range of motion completely changed and improved. And I'm a firm believer that gong, vibrational um, treatments work to the body and help unblock stuck energy. That's what it does. So, and then just something else you said, circadian rhythm. A lot of people don't know what that is. And it's basically that our body has a whole cycle of things that it does, that it helps keep us alive. And it does the same things every night at three o'clock and every night at you know, every morning at 5 a.m., you know, the things that happen to the body for the cleansing and the activity energy and all that stuff. And so they're honoring that circadian rhythm thing that she mentioned. They're honoring the body and the systems Mm -hmm. and what the body's schedule is doing when they're teaching people that and acknowledging that, right? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. and I really, what, one thing I really enjoy about Miraval as well is that you can take, for example, I took a functional medicine class where we were standing in the class and he was showing us these movements that we could do and explaining a little bit about Tai Chi and how it actually works with the body. And I thought it was really interesting, but it was much more 
focused on movement. And then I signed up for another class that was related to functional medicine. And it was the same person who had taught the physical class coming in and explaining it from a more theoretical perspective. So combining those two, it's really sunk in with me about why it's important and why it works and how it works. And so again, back to the Miraval way of really trying to make your experience lasting. They're not just trying to get you in there and you know, get you to have fun. It's it's really meant to be a personal development journey. And that's, as a life coach, one of the things that I really like and why I'm willing to invest in myself with this type of trip. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's educational. And it's so holistic because it's, you know, the food that I'm eating, it's the information I'm gaining, it's the time, quality time with dear friends that I'm, I'm getting to spend. Like I come out of there feeling very grounded and ready to tackle whatever the challenges are. That's beautiful. And that sounds like a good wrap up. Is there anything I didn't ask you that you want to express about Miraval before we let everyone know how to find you? Well, I always like a bargain. So I think what I want to share with people is that you can get sticker shock when you look at the website and it is a splurge trip, as I said earlier, but if you get on their mail list, they do run specials. Okay. So you, you know, a lot of times, sometimes the rooms are discounted, but other times they do, um, you get extra credits that you can spend on the, um, the classes that the classes and the activities that they charge for within the, the framework of what they offer. And um, also there's certain travel agents that can get you extra perks if they book for you and it doesn't cost you any extra, they get you the same rates. So Mm -hmm. I definitely, you know, and people can DM me if they want recommendations and referrals. (laughs) Like I'm always happy to share my finds, but, um, but definitely, you know, like any vacation, do your research and find out when like they're running specials and and book it that way. Cause you're getting the same experience as the people that are paying full price. Yeah. And you told me that, during the fall, the leaves are so pretty. So it's, that might be a good time to, and you know, fall is always a good time to cleanse mm-hmm. and release and let go and get yourself prepared for the new year coming up. For so sure. that might be a good time to, we'll see what we're, we're in October. So, Hey, book your trip next month. <laughs> I know. I think now's the time to go. We were there in September and it was beautiful and the leaves were starting to change, but they weren't quite there yet. So I'm thinking, Oh, Maybe at some point I'll need to go back and <laughs> How visit far the bunch you, years. So you're in Chicago. How mm-hmm. far is um, Massachusetts for you? Is it like an hour or two flight? Yeah, it's a pretty quick flight. And then what's nice is your transportation from the airport for Hart- from Hartford is included in what you're paying wow. for. So what, what I really They'll like come get it, you? They come and pick you up in a very wow. nice car. And yeah. It's what I really also like about it is it's a no tipping property. So that's also built into what you're paying. And it's not one of these no tipping, but we expect a tip. It's like, it's no tipping. So from the minute you get picked up, you don't have to think about money. You're just there to be on vacation. Your purse for the cash you don't have because you use digital all the time. (laughs) Right. And so it's like, they really, it's another way that they just try to make it relaxing and about you. And so- it's, I love that part of it too, just that I don't have to think about details. The only thing I have to think about is where I have to be or where I want to be while I'm there. I have enjoyed having you as a guest. You're such a good representation for the story that you shared about Miraval, and I hope they appreciate it as well. And that's what I love about having 
guest on um, not just the resorts and the retreats and adventures, but having the guests who've stayed there because it's really a guest experience um, that is going to really help people understand, you know, what they're really going to experience or get when they get there. So I totally appreciate you coming on. Now I want everyone in wrapping up, I want everyone to know how they can find you. And if there's, like you said, you know, they want to DM you or something, let everyone know where you're at and um, where they can reach out to you if they want to. Sure. Well, I'm most active on Instagram and my handle is the expat partner coach. And you can DM me there, but also my website is theexpatpartnercoach.com. So they're the same, easy to remember. And also, if you are an international woman in Chicago or from Chicago living abroad, then I invite you to look on Facebook for International Women in Chicago. We are a group of, uh, it's a small but active and growing group of international women. So we meet up in person and virtually and share information and create community. And it's been a lot of fun. So I definitely love to encourage people that have a Chicago connection to check that out on Facebook. Thank you so much for being here today and sharing about the Miraval Berkshires. And I just can't wait to go do a little more research and see when I can book my trip. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. It was fun chatting and fun walking down memory lane with yes! you. Yes. <laughs> and uh, if you have any other great adventures to share, you know, reach out to me. I would love to have you back. So it was a lot of fun. I look forward to it. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye. We hope you enjoyed the show today. And if you'd like to be a guest on the Global Travel Junkie podcast and YouTube channel, reach out to us at our contact us form at globaltraveljunkie.com. We hope to see you out traveling. Adios. Ciao. Au revoir.